Pregnancy in patients with pulmonary arterial hypertension, or PAH, is linked to several risks. So many, in fact, that women with PAH who are of childbearing age are often encouraged to avoid pregnancy. Be that as it may, pregnancy in the setting of PAH does occur. So how can clinicians balance improvement of outcomes with concerns about fetal and maternal health? How does one best optimize drug therapy in these patients? You're listening to ReachMD Radio XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Focus on Pharmacy. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Turk, PharmD. Our guest is Dr. Evelyn Hermes DeSantis, Director of the Drug Information Service at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and Clinical Associate Professor at the Ernest Mario School of Pharmacy at Rutgers of the State University of New Jersey. Dr. DeSantis, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Dr. Turk. You've published a couple of times in the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy's Clinical Consultation section, which, according to the journal, features brief advice about handling specific drug therapy problems on the basis of a review of the literature. Uh, One topic that you've written about is uh, treatment options for pregnant patients with pulmonary arterial hypertension. Uh, How did that topic come up? This was actually a question that we received from one of our cardiologists, our echo specialist here at the hospital, who treats patients that do have pulmonary hypertension and actually did have a patient who was contemplating becoming pregnant and was wondering what some of his treatment options would be. What are the different major biochemical pathways uh, we currently target in the treatment of PAH? When we look at PAH, and we're trying to figure out and look at how best to manage these patients, we really see that the three major pathways involved with the abnormal proliferation and contraction of the pulmonary artery are the endothelial pathway, the nitric oxide pathway, and the prostacyclin pathway. And we have agents that will hit all three of those different pathways. What sort of risks does the disease pose specifically uh, to pregnant patients and the fetus? The risks to the mother and also to the fetus are quite severe. When we look at mortality rates, really when we see maternal mortality rates are 30% during pregnancy for patients that have a primary pulmonary hypertension and up to 50% in patients that have a secondary vascular hypertension. Maternal death usually occurs during the third trimester and is actually highest during the first 10 days after delivery. In terms of the fetus and the child, premature delivery occurs in over 50% of these pregnancies, and only 15 to 25% of the fetuses actually reach full term. If the neonate does reach full term and, and is delivered, their survival rate is pretty high. It's almost 90%. But the problems we will see will have maternal hypoxia, that leads to growth retardation, premature delivery, and actually even stillbirth. Now, just in starting to think about uh, treating pregnant patients with PAH uh, with drug therapy, uh, what are some of the different pharmacotherapeutic uh, treatment options we should uh, keep in mind, and, and how do we weigh one therapy against another? The different options that we have, again, trying to hit those three different pathways, include inhaled nitric oxide. That's usually used more in the antepartum period. Calcium channel blockers are also an option to some degree. And then most of our therapy looks targeted at the pulmonary vasodilator therapy, looking at epiprostanil, ilprostanil, the endothelial pathway with bosentin, and then sildenafil actually also looking at the prostacycline aspect as well. So what's the literature support for uh, vasodilator therapy specifically in the pregnant patients? 
Most of what we have concerning the targeted pulmonary or vasodilator therapy really are case reports. Again, not great literature. There's no large single-center study involving PAH during pregnancy, but case reports have shown us where some of these therapeutic alternatives and therapeutic agents have been beneficial. And what sort of uh, details have those case reports illustrated uh, to us? Well, if we break it down drug by drug, first, if you look at the prostacycline analogs, looking at epiprostanol, there have been at least 12 case reports that have detailed the use of IV epiprostanol in pregnant patients, even patients that have severe disease. These case reports, usually the drug is initiated several weeks before, even near the time of delivery. Four patients actually started receiving the IV infusions before they became pregnant. And in most of these cases, out of those 12, 10 of them did relatively well. Unfortunately, in two of those cases, the mother did die despite being treated with the epoprostenol. And really what we see there, and those were patients that were started very late in the therapy, and what we saw was if we had earlier recognition and management of worsening symptoms, they might have been able to improve that outcome. Iloprost is another prostacycline analog that also has been evaluated. There are actually five cases, and this is actually a nebulized product. Um, And in those five cases, All of the patients were free from congenital abnormalities, and there was no postpartum maternal or infant fatality. Bocentin is the endothelian agent that I mentioned earlier is not utilized during pregnancy because it is classified as the pregnancy category X. The one case where we did have it in a patient who was started or actually had been on Bocentin prior to pregnancy, it was discontinued as soon as the woman realized she was pregnant after eight weeks, and the patient did survive in that regard. Were there any details at all about, uh, about the birth or the, and, and uh, fetal health? If we look closely at that one, the infant was delivered via cesarean section. The APGAR scores at one minute were an eight and nine at a five minute, and the child was doing well at their well baby workup later on. The uh, other drug as I mentioned earlier, that has also been looked at causing that vasodilation in the pulmonary vascular bed is sildenafil. And there are actually two case reports of pregnant patients with PAH utilizing sildenafil. And again, both of those were beneficial and progressed through the pregnancy and allowed for delivery of healthy individuals, healthy children. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Focus on Pharmacy on ReachMD, Radio XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Turk. Our guest is Dr. Evelyn Hermes DeSantis, Director of the Drug Information Service at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and Clinical Associate Professor at the Ernest Mario School of Pharmacy at Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey. We're discussing the treatment of pulmonary arterial hypertension during pregnancy, and uh, D- Dr. DeSantis, I'd like to turn to uh, what some of the challenges are that come up in terms of uh, preventing thromboembolic complications in uh, pregnant patients with PAH. Well, unfortunately, these patients, patients with both idiopathic PAH or with chronic 
thromboembolic pH are at an increased risk of thrombos and thromboembolism formation. Generally, these patients receive warfarin prophylaxis, but as you know, warfarin is contraindicated during pregnancy. So really what we do need to be looking at here is the use of other therapies that can be utilized as a substitution for warfarin, usually focusing in on the use of full-dose subcutaneous low-molecular weight heparins to be able to keep these patients at an anticoagulated state so that they are not going to throw a clot and still you know, be able to progress through the pregnancy. Usually in these patients, we do want to make sure that we are discontinuing the low-molecular weight heparin prior to a cesarean in these patients, and then warfarin can be initiated in the postpartum period. Uh, Just to recap, uh, what are the pregnancy categories for the different drugs that we've discussed today? When we look at really the three drugs that we mentioned that were therapeutic or have the literature supporting it, the epoprostenol and the sildenafil are category Bs, and the iloprost is a category C. As I'd mentioned, the bocentin, but that is a category X and should not be used during pregnancy. And then, uh, and then as far as uh, the phosphodiesterase inhibitors are concerned? That would be the sildenafil, which is the category B. And again, that is really where we have very limited data, only those two cases. But in both of those cases, we had positive outcomes. We've been talking with Dr. Evelyn Hermes DeSantis about the treatment of pulmonary arterial hypertension during pregnancy. Dr. DeSantis, thank you so much for joining us. It was my pleasure, Dr. Turk. I'm Dr. Charles Turk. You've been listening to Focus on Pharmacy on ReachMD Radio XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD online, on demand, and on air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, and thank you for listening.